Welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery, Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Hey, ho, hey, ho. Oh my God, I started 2022 a little bit too energetic. Apologies, J-Rod Concerts family, but wow. Woo, settle down now, Jamie, because we have some great guests to introduce to our audience. And we can start with an amazing Nashville-based pop country duo that is creating quite a buzz in Music City. And we're talking about 641. And 641, guys, is a duo composed of Brooks Hoffman and Austin Gee. And they met in Murray State University in Eastern Kentucky. And they've been in Nashville for half a decade now. This is their fifth year. And I mean, the band's goal was always to bring people together through their music. And they certainly do just that. The name 641 comes from, of course, the Highway 641, which is the historic music highway in Kentucky there. Uh, we are well, uh, you know, we've talked about it with a few friends of our of our show from Kentucky. It's quite a historic road, 641. Um, so they moved to Nashville and they have a unique and inimitable songwriting chemistry, really, that has created already a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of buzz. So, yeah, we certainly welcome Brooks. We welcome Austin. They share with us a lot of songs about their songwriting process. We talk a little bit about their influences that bands like Rascal Flats and that like their uncle has had on them. We talk a little bit about their latest EP, started right here, that came out October 2021. A wonderful EP, by the way, guys. And yeah, the unique chemistry and a lot more, guys. So it was a really enjoyable chat. We welcome uh, we welcome Austin and, uh, and Brooks here. And if you want to find out more about them, uh, check out six. 41 41 you spell it you spell s-i-x-f-o-r-t-y and then the number one dot com and uh yeah we welcome you guys you know to the new listeners that came late last year we welcome you to the j-rod concerts family we have a live show as well called live at 100 taylor you can check more about it at our website j-rod concerts media and of course this our namesake podcast without further ado 641 on j-rod concerts the podcast We are rocking and rolling. Look at you guys, Brooks and Austin Gee. What's going on? Better late than never. How are you guys doing? Look at that compound. I love it. Really artistic, good energy in there. Yeah, How are you guys blo- doing? <laughs> we're blocking all the trash behind us Yeah, with their bodies, but we're doing, we're doing great. How are you? Doing great. Doing great, guys. So super stoked to have you guys. Of course, the latest EP you guys released started right here, was uh, released uh, just in October, about a month ago. And um, uh, available now wherever people can listen to their music really fun wonderful ep guys congratulations i mean me and your memory that thing's been like a year worm. like we haven't stopped listening to that stuff so congratulations guys thank you that's probably the one we're most proud of off the cp yeah so for sure definitely the most story aligned with our own lives interesting i love that i love that yeah and we'll get to the new tunes in a second but yeah like you said brooks i wonder if you know if that isn't part of the satisfaction when you release an EP like this that everyone is loving, I mean, you guys pretty much wrote the whole thing. Sure, some people helped, like Mason Thornley, but it came from you. 
right, Austin? And, and, and like, it came from you guys. Yeah. It came from like your emotions and it's now out in the world. Isn't that super gratifying? No, absolutely. Uh, especially with this, this EP we just released started right here. Uh, this is by far the most personal to us. We really wanted to dive into our, our backstory and who 641 is and uh, let ev our, all of our fans and even new fans know like where we come from. And that's why a couple of the songs we threw in a couple of our college town, little landmarks, um, just to give people a, a sense of where we came from. So it's, it's been really fun uh, watching people's reactions to this EP. And it's um, it's been the most well-received out of all of them, for sure. Love that. Well said, Austin. Well said. And and Brandon, let, let me let me let me ask you this. You know, you guys met at Murray State in Kentucky. Uh, you guys are so. What is it about Kentucky talent? And the reason why I ask is, we've been here in Nashville like a year, a, a little bit over a year. Nice. And and one of the things we've discovered very quickly is that Kentucky is like a mecca of music. Like <laughs> the amount of talent that comes from the bluegrass state is absolutely bananas. And I don't. People don't talk about it enough. What is it about Kentucky, Brandon? I think it took a, a while for Kentucky to catch up with Georgia, honestly, yeah, for and sure. Tennessee. But uh, no, you got people like Carly Pierce. Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, Stapleton, Chris Stapleton is from. Yeah, Kentucky. I mean Brooks. We have also Sturgill Simpson as well. We have all those folks, right? Yeah. Muhammad Ali. No, I'm just <laughs> he's from my hometown. But uh, yeah, no, Kentucky talent is really uh, catching up with you know the rest of this region, the rest of the South. So. We're super proud of it, and we're proud to be a part of that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, and, and like you said, I think it's becoming, like, more open now that, okay. you know, can, the, the amount of talent that comes from Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, Austin, share with me how you guys met. Obviously, you guys talk about this probably, like, every other day, and apologies. But uh, just okay. like the way you guys met in, in the university there in Kentucky and, and how that process was. Yeah, so we met at Murray State University in Kentucky. It was our sophomore year of college. Um, a sorority on campus was throwing a philanthropy event. Um, it's called Mr. MSU. And it's basically the top guys from every fraternity compete in like a male beauty pageant. And uh, I think we just got chosen because we could sing and no one else in our fraternities had talents. So we got thrown up <laughs> on stage and uh, we didn't win um, by looking at us, obviously, but we definitely won in the long run. Um, I was backstage at a dress rehearsal the week of and Brooks came in and I was playing an original song. He's like, oh, I didn't know you, you know, you wrote music. We should write sometime. And mm. I was like, okay, cool. And like typical Nashville, you never do. It's like months later when you reconnect. And uh, we're, <laughs> yeah. I met him out and um, I told him I had an internship at, uh, in Louisville, Kentucky, his hometown. And he says, well, come on over after work and let's, let's try to write something. So uh, sure enough, the first day of work, I was in my cubicle and I get a text from Brooks saying, hey, come over. So I did. And we wrote a song that night and, uh, you know, it might not have been good, but the chemistry started and uh, we continued to write that entire summer, putting songs out on SoundCloud, just hoping for anybody to hear it. And um, luckily somebody from Nashville heard one of our songs and, and told us we can record an EP if we wanted to. So that's what we did. So that's how it kind of got kickstarted. Yeah. But, but Austin, you said something really interesting there and it, it's a chemistry part. I mean, cause people right here in this town all the time, every day, someone's writing right now, meeting people, but like the chemistry is so, it's almost like a miracle when you find like a partner like Brooks that like really compliments you that way. Is it not, is it, isn't it like almost like a one, like lightning in a bottle? Uh, yeah. It's, it's funny you say that. I never really thought of it like that, but it, it is kind of a miracle to meet somebody, especially from Murray state. Like it's a, it's a small school in the middle of nowhere, Kentucky. And, to find somebody who wants the same goal as you 
it's it's pretty hard to come by, especially in that town. Yeah, so. I don't know how that happened. No, I'm sure glad it did because it got us here. Hell yeah, absolutely. And uh, Brooks, let, let me let me ask you about you. I mean, you're, you're such a talented musician, but going back to the genesis of how you started, uh, I love in your story how your uncle played like a pretty big part in your upbringing, right? Yeah. I mean, he was he played in the Freddie Jones band up in Chicago. Just yeah. talk to us a little bit about the influence your uncle had on you and like how that music got into your bloodstream. You know, I never really played with him. He didn't teach me to play guitar or anything like that. Only really talked to him a handful of times, but I knew that he had this band that was pretty successful and I actually enjoyed their music. Um, and my dad would play them all the time, you know, in, in the car growing up. So that just kind of gave me that, you know, that motivation and the know-how to just, you know, I can write my own songs like he can. Um, yeah. So that was, that was a bigger influence than I recognized growing up. It wasn't until like we started talking about it uh, more that I realized that he was a pretty big influence on me without, honestly, without talking to him that much, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think just probably seeing someone in your family, like actually be doing it psychologically, that breaks a barrier, right? Like that's probably really impactful. Yeah. And he was good. He wrote good songs. Yeah, I yeah. he just, sure was. They never got their big break. They definitely deser deserved it though. I he mean, sure was. Yeah. He, uh, he, he made you start, he let you start writing. I mean, you started writing at 10 years old. He wrote his first song and, yeah. uh, I didn't start till senior year of high school. So, I mean, I wish I had that influence growing up. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Austin, you're no slouch though. Don't like you are no slouch at all, man. What, like, tell us a little bit about the records or like, like a musical moment when you were like a child, a concert or an album that like set your soul on fire, Austin, that you were like, this is it. This is what I freaking want to do. Man. I remember I, I, I grew up singing all the time. Uh, I was in choir and I did school theater and plays. I was, I was that kid growing up, but it wasn't until I got my first Rascal Flats record mm. and I heard Gary sing. I was like, Oh my God, like that's <laughs> one of the best singers I've ever heard. I want to sing like him. So from that point forward, I was just trying to sing like Gary and um, it, it made it fun. And it wasn't until I met Brooks that, you know, I realized that once you write your own songs and try to do it yourself, it's a lot more fun that way and uh, yeah. a lot more rewarding. And, uh, but yeah, ever since my first Rascal Flats album, I wanted to do music full time, basically. I love it. Yeah, that's great. And, and, you know, one of the things I love about 641 and you guys, both Brooks and Austin, is like you guys like both play the instruments and you guys can sing, right? Because the reason why I bring it up is like, it must suck. Like if you can't sing and you play the guitar, like I think about this all the time, like, like someone like Pete Townsend of the who he writes all these great songs and then he can't sing. He has to get Roger to sing them for him, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but you guys don't there's, there's a lot of great writers hall of fame writers that don't sing their own songs you know and right we're lucky to be able to to sing it i certainly would not be fulfilled if i couldn't sing the songs i wrote so same yeah. interesting yeah yeah, yeah. interesting I mean, we kind of incorporate that in our into a, the duo i mean we we both know we can sing we both know we can play instruments pretty well so why not utilize that uh, you know, there, you know, there's some duos that work just fine with one person doing the majority and the other person doing the writing side or whatever, but we take pride in all of it. And I mean, we like to write all of our own songs mm -hmm. most of the time together, sometimes not, but uh, we like to do that and play them, play them out live. And uh, it's definitely fun on stage doing it all. Yeah. Yeah. And Brooks, you said something interesting there. Do you think it would be hard for you if you wrote like a masterpiece and you had to give it to someone to sing it, basically. Like, could you do that? I always find that fascinating in this town. Like, I, I, I would have, like, the hardest time giving away my baby. I wouldn't. I like to check. 
I want that check in my mailbox. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I was just kind of just trying to make the you know the point that if I if I couldn't sing, it'd be I wouldn't write songs because I don't want to sing them. But I definitely uh, you know I'd be able to still sing it if I gave it away. So yeah. you know that was just kind yeah. of the point I was making. But you know if Keith Urban wants one of our songs tomorrow, he can have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Austin, Austin, and you guys, like, I want to ask about your stage presence because just on research, looking at your performances, you guys are amazing live performers. You guys are in great state, the energy, the way you interact with your fans. It's really peak. What is, like, you know, the 30 minutes before you hit the stage? Because, um, you know, I'll give you an example. One time I was with the guys of Green Day up in, in Long Island, and they, like, started beating each other up. Like, <laughs> like that's how they got into stage. What is, like, you guys before you guys hit the stage? We do the same thing. We like to <laughs> each other in the face before we go on. Now, uh, about 30 minutes before, we just we're like usually just backstage in the in the green room, either doing vocal warm ups, maybe some push ups, jumping up and down, just kind of getting the blood flowing before we run run on stage. Uh, it's really just purely mental. I mean, you're about to go perform, whether it be for 10 people or a thousand people. So you got to act like you're performing for a thousand people every night. At the stage we're at, you know, some of our shows, especially headlining, there's not a lot of people there at this point, which we're totally fine with. But we go out there every night and act like we're playing for thousands of people, and because we know, you know, somebody in the crowd that night might need might need some some healing from music, and that's our job. So um, we just go out there and try to give it 110 every show. Yeah, yeah, and it shows. It's wonderful. It's wonderful, Brooks. Let me ask you about the new EP. And the, the, what I want to ask is really all songs, all of them, you, you, you created this way. And I don't know how you guys did it. Uh, you managed basically to talk about universal themes like love and heartache and things that we've all, you know, felt. But you managed to do it in such a like a beautiful middle ground. And what I mean is you never went either too dark and you also didn't go too sappy. Like that's what really like I like the songwriting was like just so like perfectly made. How did you guys do that? Uh, so we do write with some talented writers and our producers, uh, one of the best in town, but it was, it was a happy accident. We like to say, um, we definitely try to make it a cohesive story. Once we started to compile all these songs that we thought we wanted to release, you know, from the start of the EP to the end, we never wanted to get too sad. We never wanted to be too lovey dovey or happy. You know, the, the goal of this EP was to bring some energy and some emotion to our set. And I think we, you know, accomplished that, but from the beginning of the EP, it's, you know, this beginning of the relationship and fireworks gets a little rocky in the middle. And then at the end, you get all night where you kind of realize that it is what it is. You still got to live your life, you know, and get over yeah. things, you know, make the best out of things. But uh, we definitely got lucky with, with, you know, it not being too harsh on either side. A lot of trial and error. Yeah. Yeah, it is a lot of trial and error. I, yeah, I, I always find that fascinating in songwriting, how like one word can make all the difference, oh, for sure. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, you guys have been so good with your time, Austin. Uh, actually, let me ask you both this question. Uh, we're finishing 2021. And, uh, you know, I used to ask in 2020, you know, how the year was for our guests. And, and that was kind of easy because it was such a hard year. Like, mm -hmm. But 2021, in a way, was also hard, really hard in, in, in like a different kind of way. How are you guys going to look back at 2021 individually and, and with, your, with, your, with the duo, with the, with the band? Yeah. I'm a I'm super grateful for uh, for 2020 because I think we were we would have gone a different direction with our music. Uh, who knows what would have happened? Maybe we would would have had a record deal. We wouldn't have had much creative freedom this year yeah. as we did. Uh, so with what we're writing now, we have a lot 
you know, in the works. And I'm excited about the direction that we're going with everything. So this year, definitely our create our creativity was at a peak. Uh, hopefully that continues. And we met a lot of great people this year that, you know, hopped on board. And so I'm grateful for this year and for 2020. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, just, you know, one of the, for independent artists like us, 2020, we had a lot of momentum uh, pre, pre-COVID, but like every artist, you got to kind of regroup. And um, we kind of had to not start from scratch, but kind of build back up what we already had from the year before, because well, like, especially with live shows, with everything stopped, we kind of had to go into writing mode, which was great. We would have, we wouldn't have had these songs, but this past year we've had to learn how to build our set back up and, and learn how to perform again and just get those shows back that we had before. Uh, so it's been challenging, but it's been fun and uh, it's really tested our creativity and our artistry, but you know, that's, that's what we signed up for. So we're looking forward to next year for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're hearing through the grapevine that uh, big things are coming for you guys in 2022. So really, really excited for, um, for what's coming. You guys are amazing, great individuals, great talent. And yeah, thank you so much for your time, guys. We really, really look forward to continue seeing you guys blossom. Thanks for having us. That was fun. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Yeah, absolutely. See you around town. Have See you. Going. You've been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.